Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? We are the podcast where we try and throw open the gates to anime, whether you're a new fan, a returning fan, or a veteran. Ever wanted to get into anime but didn't know where to start? We're the podcast for you, but if you're a returning or grizzled fan, as I mentioned, we'll accommodate you as well. We do a lot of different things here. I am one of your hosts, Sam. Been watching anime for about 25 years. Not going to ever call myself an expert, just a big old passionate fan. Now, just a couple of minutes of housekeeping before we get going. You can, of course, find us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, and hopefully you are watching us on YouTube. If you are a podcast listener, please head over to one of Spotify or Apple podcasts. Give us a five-star review. If you're on Apple, write a little review. Can only be can just be good show. It actually makes a massive difference, surprisingly. So if you want to do that, really helps us out massively. If you really like what we do, you can find us on Patreon, where we are releasing weekly episodes on Fridays at the moment, where basically it's kind of like a spin-off of the show we've done it this week. You'll also get early releases of this podcast. So head on over to Patreon if you really like what we're doing. Now, Charlie, how you going? Good, good. Excited to talk about this season, which I, I know very well. You mm. do know. Now, Charlotte, before I... So, okay. Graham, how are you, man? No, no. Continue. It's fine. I don't okay. <laughs> Graham's here too, obviously. Hi. Charlotte, why don't you explain to people who might not be on the YouTube channel why you're so familiar with this winter 2024 season? Look, I just decided to do something really unhinged. And I was like, what if I watched every single first episode of... I guess in first new episodes, not returning, just brand new of the current 2024 winter season. And I made a video, which you can find if you follow the link in the description, you can find it to hear all of my kind of rapid fire reviews. It was interesting. Um, there's a lot of shows, it's like 30 something shows of varying degrees of uh, quality, one might <laughs> say. But what has been interesting, and we'll get into this, is now it means that I actually watch way more like I've actually got a list that I would have never have considered before that I am watching ongoing mm. so in doing that and putting myself through that wouldn't quite recommend it for everyone like you can probably veto some of them but in taking a chance on some hidden gems which we'll get into I've actually got a bigger watching list for winter 2024 than I have in any other season which is interesting because we if you watch our previous episode where we kind of looked at the list and we talked about this we all were like there's nothing good here but actually it sounds I like found- Stockholm syndrome I'm just gonna we, it's throw true. that out there. We, drag, we dragged this season yeah. we <laughs> did this season's really good guys oh <laughs> uh, god I ended up actually liking a few and there's been some hidden gems nice. so I was glad I did the video it was a bit painful but we did it and you know here we are now to talk about some of our highlights and what we're all watching. So let's get into it. Well, now you can disseminate the information which you have now absorbed for our listeners, which Absolutely. is very exciting. Now, for those of you who are more old fans, you might notice that we've changed the way we do these episodes. We now do it in three parts every single anime season. We do our like very early now, which is why we went like early before on. before it airs. Like before anything airs, we now do our episode of our roundup where we go and like go hunting on Mal and through Reddit forums and sort of be like, hey, what's happening this season? Here are the shows you should look for, right? Which is why we are now sometimes going a bit early on things and maybe the benefit of time doesn't help us <laughs> when we're like, what a weak season compared to the last season. This is actually a pretty good season. Now, I'm not saying it's like a mind-blowing, like you know, top, top tier winter 2020 season. But surprisingly good. There's a lot of good shows, yeah. actually. Yeah, so no, yes. absolutely. This is our mid-season check-in. So like I said, we do three 
a season now. Do our early one where we're like, what's what's the potential it's more here? like a prediction, yeah. Yeah, it's our prediction episode, our sort of hype up. Then we do our checking where we're like, okay, this is there's like a few episodes now. I'm starting to fall into the rhythm as we're watching. And then, of course, we'll round up our seasons at the very end it's, of every season. It's like analyzing the big game. That's it. You do your, your build-up. Mid game, you're like, well, that guy fucked up in the end. It was like, why did that guy fuck up so badly? <laughs> exactly. And then analysis at the end in the cold light of day. But who wants to kick off? Charlotte, I think you should kick off because ah, you've watched every single queen episode. Of anime winter 2020. <laughs> the queen I of winter 2024. <laughs> that is me. All of you fucking bow down. <laughs> the queen. Undisputed queen. Undisputed queen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Wow. Wow. That's really, wow, ups- that's really upsetting to me, actually. Okay, so. I'm going to start with what is my favourite show of this season other than others that we – like there's some good ones. First of all, without kind of going into the new ones, I want to say that we are obviously all still watching Free Run. Obviously. Of course. So good. And it's even better this time round. Like we've got an exam arc. It's an exam arc. Like we've got – Honestly, we should probably talk about it. Okay, let's get into Free Run. Honestly, let's start with ones that we're continuing through with. After it was body bagged. By all of our fans oh in the God. Gateway Awards, it was thrown under the bus. Oh, so interesting! So before we like, uh, this is a bit of a timely thing, but Crunchyroll Awards uh, nominations came out, right? Yes. And I find it interesting the way that they do their structure is that the no, they like they kind of don't include the season before. Sorry, autumn is it autumn? Yeah, that comes fall. before fall comes before winter. In fact, that does how that works. But is it no? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, spring is when the snow melts and the flowers bloom. <laughs> wow. People come to watch our show to get informed. Yeah. Like, Wowee, that was about good. About the seasons. About the seasons. But, hang on, my whole point. Did you know point... the sun revolves around the earth? No, that's not true. <laughs> well, here we go. Anyway. All right. We love science on this show. <laughs> Basically, Crunchyroll Awards, like, I remember last year we were like, Chainsaw Man's not included on this list mm-hmm. and neither is Bocce the Rock. Right? Mm-hmm. And now like this year it's like Free Run's not included because it aired at that point. So now for best anime of the year, it's like Bocce the Rock, all this stuff like that and it's going to be interesting. So i kind of um, excited is. to see. But, you know, what? sad to not see Free Run. I hope that Free Run can kill, still continue its hype train for this time next year. That's gone done dirty, man, because Bocce the Rock, people love Bocce the Rock. I love Bocce the Rock. But recency bias is a massive thing. I think it could win. I mean, I hope it does because it's really good. Oh, Jessica Cousins says until it was going to win. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah, just because it's a popularity contest. Like, and you and know what? There's, there's parts to love about that for sure, not to shit on Jitsu Kaisen. You know, we love it over here. We do. We're kind of normie like that, but we do love it a lot. But um, Bocce the Rock lit. I kind of oh. hope, hope it wins. You can check out our music episode where we all talk about Bocce the Rock effusively. But let's get back to Free Run. It's great. I mean, exam arc, come on, dude. Like, you know, tick, 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 tick. It's so great. It's also the best exam arc I've seen in a while. I mean, it's we all so know the simple. best exam arc. What, Hunter? Oh, Juden. Jesus. There's so many. Hunter exam is like the first two seasons of Hunter. Hunter exam is fantastic in Hunter, Hunter. But yeah, if but you think. Tunin, no, I know. You exam. know that I like the Tunin exam the most. <laughs> like, of course. That is the best. But yes. This is, I think, Naruto, what I like about know. this. Uh, for those who, please watch it, but also the it's a mage exam. So what I love is just really cracks me up that Freerun, you know, like has an older, older version of it and she can't be bothered keeping up because she's so old. She's like, what does this medallion do? <laughs> That's right. And like, yeah. she's like, does Rusted this give me medallion. anything? Like, and she's like, I can't keep up just because they have to do it because they have to cross somewhere and you have to have a credential to do it. But I just, it's really 
interesting how they show the different mages and how like Freerun's magic is considered old school or like how mages use and like I, I find it cool to see all the newer kind of classes of magic in their new characters. Don't know what Stark's up to. I guess he's just chilling at home for this oh, yeah, whole arc. Stark? Well he's not a mage, he's not there. But um I like that Fern is strong. You Fern's know, like, great, Fern's dude. fucking awesome. And I like that the new characters they're introducing and like the I, I just such a sucker for an exam arc. Oh my course, God, I love course. it so much. So anyway, Free Run, which I didn't think I could love more, was like Here's an exam arc, and I went, well, fucking hell. It's amazing. <laughs> Look, we've, we've talked about Freerun enough on this show. If you're not watching Freerun, we aren't doing our jobs. So, yeah, yeah watch Freerun. All of us love it. Big ticks from us. Should have done better in the Gateway Awards, but, you know, that's that's life sometimes. You don't yeah. always get what you want. Well, I'm going to talk about one that we haven't talked about because I didn't actually clock it for mm -hmm. when we talked about the hype up. Yep. And this is Seventh Time Loop, The Villainous Enjoys a Carefree Life Married to Her Worst Enemy. Now, it's a light novel adaptation, light obviously. Novel, yeah. No, manga. What? Yep. With that, with that with title? That Shocking, I know. Um, okay. So this is interesting. I, When I was doing this video, I'm going to sorry, I'm gonna keep referencing my video like it's going to be annoying. It's a good video. Smash that like right. button, hit the bell. Watch it so you can understand. No, I, I was better like, but there's just so many reincarnation, I'm a villainess or like reincarnated as this, like uh, female protagonist-led stories this season. And I'm used to that storyline because in Mamwa, which we talked about, interesting, we will talk about a lot, a couple of adaptations this season have been interesting. But um, there is a huge, like, usually they're kind of like a Tomy game, like mm -hmm. a villainess in like a rom-com. This one's a little bit different. It's like not an isekai in that way. It's like she's reincarnated in her own life and it's a seven time loop. So she's stuck in a time loop. Basically, no matter what she does, after the end of five years, she will get reincarnated back into the same spot in her life again. So it starts with zero vibe. Yeah, but it's like she'll live like five years and then try and do something different, and then she'll die and end up back exact same moment. So it doesn't progress; it goes all the way back to that moment. Every all the way back, time. and she's oh, had okay. Groundhog Day in a long time back. Long time back. And what's amazing about it, though, is this character Rishé, who is like my one of my favorite protagonists in a while. Basically, long story short, she is a noble woman who has been poised to marry the crown prince. It's like a fantasy setting, old school kind of, you know, uh, crown prince and duchesses and nobles and, you know, kind of like a medieval-esque setting in that way. She has been her whole life told that she's going to be, you know, she's a noblewoman's daughter and she's just going to marry the crown prince and she lives a sheltered life. And then he decides to dump her in a horrific way in front of everyone and break off their engagement. And that moment where he breaks up with her in front of everyone is the moment she always resets to. Oh. And so okay. it's funny though because we le we reach her in her seventh life. So the episode starts with her getting killed as a knight and you're like, whoa, and this man like stabbing her and her dying and then the clock kind of ticks back and she you realise all of this, that she gets sent back to this exact moment. And it's really fun because in the first episode, really great pilot episode, really good, and it's still the show is really great. But um. She talks about every life that she's led and there's been seven of them. So the first one, she kind of like leaves the palace, is dismayed, doesn't even have time to go home and get her things, like flees her family, kick her out because she's brought shame to them. Um, she flees and then she runs into a group of merchants who she's like, actually, I've got this expensive jewellery and they end up taking her on and she becomes like this really successful businesswoman merchant and then she dies after seven years in a war that – Every time she's lived, uh, the war happens and she dies somehow in this war. Second time loop, she becomes a maid for a noblewoman. Third time loop, she becomes a doctor. So, like, she actually just 
realizes what's happening and she goes, well, I guess this life I'm going to dedicate myself to this line of study. But she remembers all of them every time loop. This sounds cool. It's so cool. So this one, the time that we get before she goes back, she gets stabbed by, she decides to kind of like be like, I'm dying in every single life due to this war that's been started by this particular person who is my enemy. So in one time loop, she becomes a knight and she gets literally stabbed by him. And then she wakes up, same spot, five years earlier. I think it's five, maybe it's seven years. That would make sense. It's seven years, seven time loops, five years. But she um, basically is like, okay, and it's really funny to see her reaction to her fiancé breaking up with her because she's like, I accept, thanks, bye, like, kind of like walking out. She's like, all right, cool, no worries. And he's like, what? Like, ah, like, um. and then she's like walking and she's like, all right, which way am I? She's like, you know what I haven't done? I haven't exited not the front door. She's like, maybe I'll try this this time, something new. And she kind of walks up and then she runs directly into the man that killed her in her previous yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and she's kind of like, well, you know, like in her mind, she just got stabbed by him five minutes ago, but obviously he has no idea who she is. And they're talking and she's like, this is so interesting. Like you're going to become this villain who starts a war in every life. They're chatting and then she hears someone calling her name. And she's like, you know what? I've got to go. I'm just going to jump off this balcony because she's still retains her skills. So she's a knight. So she jumps off and like leaps off and like does this cool roll. And the guy that killed her is like instantly charmed. And is like, I love her. So basically <laughs> the, all this stuff happens and he basically, he just proposes to her on the spot and she goes, you know what? Every time I've come in this life, you're the reason I've died. Maybe I can try and fix this if I'm particularly close to you. So she agrees in this engagement and ends up going to his kingdom. And uh, it's like, a a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's a crown prince as well of another nation that gotcha. wages war. So anyway, that was a really long explanation, but. The show itself is like it's actually really interesting. I like the idea of her retaining skills and surprising everyone and being really a really cool and worldly character that is just, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's beautifully animated. It's actually one of my favourites of this season. And up until now it's been as good as it keeps going. There's a dance scene in it that rivals the free room one. Really? I think it's better animated. What animation studio? Uh, studio Kai. They also animated Horimiya. That's the only one I kind of know of their back catalogue. It is really good. I think I was just more pleasantly surprised at that genre can be really generic and I think that this one was just done particularly well and I like the protagonist and I like where it's going. I like how it's a bit different from the rest of the reincarnated I'm a villainess, what do I do stories, of which there are a bunch this season, but this one stands out to me. So I highly recommend it. Please give it a watch. Um, we'll see where it goes from here. At the moment I'm just really enjoying a very competent protagonist who makes the most of her, you know, reset ability. I like that she's now a doctor, a maid, a merchant, like a all this stuff, like a knight. like So she's got all these abilities because she's like, well, cool. That's she's great. very level-headed. It's good. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. It's good. That sounds yeah. like a winner. Graham, what, what about you, mate? Let's talk about Ishura. Okay. Ishura, like I, I, I saw this show. It kept popping up on my TikTok of just people like losing their mind of this pilot. And it wasn't on, it wasn't on my anime list. It wasn't on live chart. So I didn't know what it was about and i still don't really know what it's about i thought it four <laughs> episodes it's on disney plus okay yeah disney it, yeah so it's it's taken place much like Fearen after the the fall of the demon lord mm -hmm. i hate that term but no one in the world knows who actually finished the demon lord off and they're all sort of looking for a hero to like like take the throne or you know the mantle or whatever it is and you sort of each episode you're following like a different character who has like some godly power. 
Um, cool, the cool. first episode is insane. Insane. You start off in a small like magic village, which has like this maze and they're all talking about this maze at the center of it. And you go in there and it's like, you'll die. It was part of the demon Lords. Like, you know, he keeps all his magical weapons in there and everyone's like learning magic and they'll go into the fucking maze. But then suddenly the maze like comes to life and it turns out it's this giant golem thing that like has all these little robot dudes come out and they just like massacre this town like massacre like one scene you sort of follow this this girl who's the shy one and she sort of befriends the loud rambunctious one and then like 20 minutes into the episode you're just watching this girl get pulled apart from like Jesus. from like leg and arm uh, what the fuck and it's just it's 30 minutes of just chaos and then this random hero shows up and he's like a visitor so it's it's kind of like there's isekai people uh, in this but it's okay. not really based around that person but his ability is he can figure out any weakness to a, an enemy that's his special ability so he takes this whole fucking thing apart and she sort of realizes like why did this maze that's been dormant or you know didn't know the robot was there she's like it's because of him because this powerful being shows up this maze is like activated and all its little robots as a defense thing so she's like, kind of like, I'm going to fucking kind of someone to kill this guy and I'm going to befriend him. Interesting. And that's kind of like the first episode. And I was like, oh, that's a sick sort of premise. Can't wait to the next episode. Yeah. And then the next episode is about a completely different hero. Mm. So okay. you're like, it's a, he's a wyvern. So he's like a kind of a dragon thing, but he's kind of a freak because he's got like arms as well as wings. Oh. So he's like ostracized and he, he sort of explores the world looking for like magical weaponry to fight like monsters and demons. And then the next episode is about a different hero again, and then another one. So it's right. a, it's yeah, it's a, I feel like it's all, all the same world, obviously. Same world, and there's a bit of like political intrigue because like obviously the demon king's kingdom has sort of split apart, and there's like parts of it that are trying to get independent. So you follow a large chunk of that, and then there's obviously like a lot of warmongering going on. Um, it's a very strange show. Mm. It's it's based on a light novel, I think. Okay. Um, it kind of feels like a video game. Right. It feels like I'm watching like character intros for a video game characters, like a fighting game. Like it doesn't feel like a real show. Right. I can imagine that at some point once they've got all their, I think there's supposed to be like 13 heroes. Wow. That eventually they're all going to start meeting each other or there'll be yeah. a tournament arc and it'll all sort of come together. But um, yeah, it's 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 fun. Like the action is really fun. The all the individual heroes are, you know, they're godly. Mm. Their powers are unbelievable. Um, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I thank TikTok for yeah. showing me this. I don't I just not on my radar it wasn't at all. At all. And I it just kept seeing it going, oh, this like the first episode is insane. Right. Like beautifully animated, horrific, um, and really interesting. Same with the next, like the other episodes are good as well, and how they set up each individual hero is like good but that first episode is ridiculous hmm. so okay. good i would recommend it like i feel like it's gonna come together in like 10 15 episodes right <laughs> <laughs> once every hero like it, it like jumps an avengers style kind of like, like they're all gonna come together <laughs> you know but yeah for someone i didn't really know much about i've enjoyed it okay it's, it's kind of a unique way to set up a world and the, the thing about having because i thought it was just gonna be a generic isekai mm. until the next episode where it's just basically about a hero from that world. Right. And then you find there is another isekai. They're called visitors. Right. 
Um, and then the next episode is about, what is it about? It's about a mage who has an apprentice. She's going to a village of like hidden elves to sort of find out, you know, about their magical abilities and like their resources and stuff. And the entire time she's thinking, I'm going to betray these people. The army's going to come through and kill these people. But her apprentice is like, in, she can change a seed into anything she wants. Like if she needs like a fucking to clear a tree or a forest, she just speaks to the seed and the seed does the thing. Oh, shit. But she can also like like clear a cloudy sky and stuff. Like she's insanely powerful. Mm. Um, it's real fun. I don't know if it's going to be good, <laughs> but it's fun. But you're enjoying it now. I'm enjoying it, but I just don't know what it where it's going. It just it feels a bit because of the nature of how it structured it feels very disjointed i'm sure it will come together i don't know i just don't know if it's good it's the only one i didn't watch because i didn't have access to it and um now i'm spewing because i think i'm gonna have to watch it <laughs> please <laughs> watch like, it everyone watch I it I just let me know enough. if it's good like, like, yeah. okay well that's 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 one i wasn't expecting great yeah it's like four episodes in yeah most shows are about four episodes in um so far three or four just let someone let me know if it's good yeah. Am I crazy? Am, Am I, I crazy? crazy? Is it terrible? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, Graham's recommending now. We'll see what happens when we get to our round yeah, the end of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, Once I've met 13 heroes. That's it. But for now, enjoying it very much. Well, if you all cast your minds back, when we were decrying this season in our winter 2024 hype up, and I was like, well, it's going to be a slow season. I guess I should watch Kingdom. Finally, it's time because season five of Kingdom is airing this season. Sam's a man of his word. So I finally started Kingdom. Now, am I up to season five? No, but by the time we get to the winter 2024 roundup, yeah. I will have because I love this show. I knew you would love so this show. So fucking much, dude. Okay. Now, as you might have heard us talk about before, famously shocking animation the first season. And when I say shocking, I'm not just like one of those angry people on Twitter or Reddit, like attacking manga car because it was like a slight different from the manga. No, no, no. I'm talking some of the worst CGI you've ever seen and for a whole 38 episode season. It is like the whole season is the bear from Golden Kamui. It's like unbelievable. It's, it honestly, it's like the animation is so bad, it's almost unbelievable. And I just spent the whole time just being like just squinting through it. Just been like, all right, Sam, just pretend it looks good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but the story got me so good. And Story's I knew good. it would. I, knew honestly, it would. I don't mind some bad animation if the stories are. It's bad. I can do but it. Like, but like, <laughs> but. Because I've tried this in the past. I've tried this in the past. In 2021 during COVID, I was like, well, now's the time. I've just finished Legends of the Galactic Heroes. It's time to do another really, like, revered, like, story-driven historic fake history, historical fiction. It would have gotten the historical fiction episode had I watched it at this point. But it was like, this will be fine. I can just pretend and I'll enjoy the story so much it'll get me through. I watched the first episode and I was like, what the fuck is this? And turned it <laughs> off. Anyway. I've pushed through, I've grown as a person and I'm watching Kingdom and I'm nearly at the end of season two. Both season one and season two for context are 38 episodes long. Don't worry, it has taken up so much of my time. Has the animation improved? Have you seen- oh, Season two, it looks great. In season one, it's like 80% horrifying CGI, 20% yep. beautiful looking animation. 
and then it flips in season two. I don't know. I'm hoping it gets even better as it goes along. I hear it does. But season two is like beautiful drawings with the odd action sequence being CGI, which I'm totally fine with because it's like clearly they need the time yeah. to you know, whatever. I'm not you know go for it. If, if it's gonna, it means that if you're hitting your deadline and not CGI it, whatever. But don't, mm. my God, PlayStation Two level graphics. So, <laughs> what is Kingdom? It is a seinen manga written by Yasuhisa Hara. Hara originally wanted to be a film director and began studying to be one until he came to the realization that quote, movies can't be made alone, but with manga, I can do it myself. <laughs> So he worked as a software systems engineer that. for three years. He was also studying that at as well as university. What did you do? Sorry, software, software engineer. Oh, okay. And like then when he graduated, worked as a software and systems engineer for three years before quitting to finally follow his passion as a mangaka. So he spent four months as an assistant to Takahiko Inoue, who obviously is, of course, Vagabond, yeah, yeah. Slam Dunk, one of the greats. And he referred to Inoue as someone who serves as a guiding figure in the world of manga. Fair call. Yep. So then he went, finally did worked on a bunch of shows and then well, mangas, and then finally got his own start with Kingdom. Right, because he was a big history buff, loved Chinese history, and like has it's loose when I say loose, very loosely based on the Warring Kingdom period of China. But then he put it out there, and it was like not going great. In fact, it nearly got axed a few times, and then. It was so close to being axed that he went to Inoue and was like, man, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, I, th I think this is good, right? And Inoue said to him, <laughs> the story is interesting. It's just that Shin's eyes, which is the lead character, oh, Shin's God. eyes are too small. <laughs> really? And he was like, okay. They're too he small. In he increased the pupil size by one, like, I don't know what the measurement of like pupil sizes are, but he increased the size of the pupil on Inoue's advice and the show started going off. I think his eyes are too fucking big. Well, now they're too big, but like <laughs> they were too small. Like, but it's working. Are, he needs to dial these eyes back. <laughs> this is why I'm not rich. <laughs> it worked. It worked a treat. Because in 2013, it won the Munger Grand Prize Award at the 17th Osama Tezuka Cultural Prize. And as of September 2023, the manga has over 100 million copies in circulation, making it one of the biggest selling mangas of all time. It's a great manga, but his eyes are far too big. Well, they were too small, Graham, well, and now it's, <laughs> now it's all happening. Damn it. So it was obviously adapted into an anime in 2012 by Studio Perio, who, of course, great teacher Onizuka, Naruto, Bleach, Black Clover, the Shonen guys, basically. Legendary studio. But the way I, the way I kind of see season one was kind of like they got this like great IP. They got Kingdom and like the boss or sort of like, you know, if you put this into context of like your parent being like, all right, I'm going away for the weekend. Here's 50 bucks. Buy some groceries. And you're like, sure. <laughs> and just go and buy like jelly beans and shit. Just like, and just eating like absolute nonsense. Yeah. And then your parents get up like, what the hell have you done? <laughs> that is what I think must have happened in Kingdom Season. The CEO's like, guys, I'm building you a team. You're doing Kingdom. They're like, great, no worries. And he leaves and they're like, let's just CGI this shit. Let's just coast this yeah, through. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. And the CEO comes back like, what Take have you done? Off. What have you done to this thing? What year did it come out though? 2012. See, I think Studio Perio had a lot of like um, criticism for their like hand. Maybe they were trying to just do something new and then, I don't know, it didn't work oh, out. man, yeah. did not. It, it did not work. But yes. So obviously fictional adaptation of the Chinese history period known as the Warring States period, which ended in 2021 BC. So the show is about a character called Shin. 
Now, born into the tumultuous warring state period, Shin and Shao. Now, interestingly, a lot of the translations are very, very wrong when you watch this because a lot of the Chinese characters can't be translated into kanji. So try reading it. So, it's a hell of a trip. When I was watching it, his friend, his Shin and Shao, Shao, it's written P-I-A-O. But everyone's saying Shao. And I was like, what? Like, that doesn't, what's happening here? I was like, anyway. So there's a lot of times people will, you'll read a subtitle of a name and then hear them saying something completely different. It's a bit of a wigger. And I imagine it's even more so when you're reading it, right? Yeah, because it just, it, I think because there's no official English translation of it. That's correct. So whoever's translating it, it's real like a mixed bag of what you're going to get. If it's yeah. going to be like a literal translation or that like, yeah. So plus with all these characters with huge eyes, they can become a bit confusing. <laughs> There's so many characters. It's unbelievable how many yeah. characters. But Shin and Shao are war orphans working as servants in a poor village in the kingdom of Quinn. However, they dream of becoming legendary, world-famous generals and train diligently daily to the point where they've had over a thousand spars together and are at exactly 50-50 win rate. So one day, a noble is driving past in his carriage and sees the boys sparring. Impressed, he goes to speak to them and then is rather impressed by their, how bolshy they are. Like, we're going to be the greatest generals. It's like, you clowns. Yeah. Anyway, the next day he turns up at the servants' quarters and to the, their, their servants to the head of a, a very poor village. And he's like, I'm bringing Shal with me. And Shin is devastated. He's like, oh my God, what am I, this is crazy. I'm so upset. Shal then is also very upset. But then when he goes to Shin, Shin's like, you're going. You are going. Yeah, yeah. And Shal's like, I know I'm going. And you're going to be with me soon. Anyway, he goes off. Shin's still dedicated as ever. And also, Shin's like the really shit one. Like, he cooks bad food. Charles, <laughs> like, the yeah. one they all love. Like, the servant. The, even though he's a servant, the family love him. Like, he just does everything right. He's just like the, the golden boy. And Shin's just like a bit shit. But super diligent and aggressive and like, sort of a bit of a Bakugo sort of yeah. energy about him, you know, super aggro. Anyway, a little bit of time passes. And Charles turns back up, dressed in finery, half dead. And he's bleeding and he hands Shin a map and said, you need to fulfill my mission. Go to the point on this map, which is this town next door, which is like full of ruffians, like a sort of ruffian village full of like bandits and no one goes there. And it's like, go there, go to this hut. Oh, by the way, I'm being chased by this ludicrous assassin. Mm. And then he basically, the assassin turns up. He's a fucking like ninja scroll character. <laughs> um, and Shao was killed. Shin is then ahead of him, running, running, running. Anyway, turns out he's there because the reason Shaw was taken by the noble is because he is an exact match, looking-wise, for the king. There is a coup being done by the king's brother, and Shin is then tasked with getting the king, who Shaw was a body double for. They thought they were killing the king. It was Shaw. Then Jin starts his journey, trying to protect the king, get him back to his people while a coup is taking place, while he's being chased by armies and weird assassins, assassins. yeah and basically he sets off on his journey to become the world's greatest general and i fucking love this show so much dude it's like sweet Koden meets legend of the galactic heroes with the war obviously it's obviously in a completely different context meets ninja scroll it's like all the things that sam likes and you hope that season five is going really well for the I hope season five is going well because Oh my God! Season two's just killing it for me. So by the end of this, I'm going to be like, God, I hope so it's good. long to go. Oh my God! I do have a long way to go, but I am loving it. I'm, I'll get there. And also, this is actually irrelevant to this episode, but I'm here. It's not irrelevant. Like, it's season what, five's airing right now. What Sam doesn't know, this is the uh, 
<laughs> Kingdom the, Rocks, dude. Season five is the etchy slavery arc. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no! <laughs> anyway, Kingdom season five is airing right now. For those of you who want to be fucking psychos like me and squint through 38 episodes of like, or just read the manga up to chapter 170, then yeah. watch season two. Anyway, Kingdom's Rocks, it's airing right now, which makes it relevant. Kingdom, check it out. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about something that I thought was going to be shit that ended up being pretty good. Uh, that is the wrong way to use healing magic. And this is an isekai and is like the most generic of isekais, but is aware of itself and therefore I think it's okay. But sometimes I feel like there's a really like a new thing in anime where like the meta self-aware ones are now annoying. You know, like it's kind of mm. like it's become passe. It's like yeah. an excuse yeah, to I'm just like, be derivative. Ugh. But this one I have to say – I stuck it out. The first episode made me laugh and then I've laughed a couple of times. So it, it, it's funny and I do enjoy one aspect of it. So this is wrong way to use healing magic. Set the scene. Basically, there is an average kid who is in high school. He's just an average guy. He's like, he's, he's fine. He's not like bullied or anything. He's having a fine time. And there are two other kids. There's like the student council president who is this beautiful girl who's a year above him. And then the guy in his year who is the vice president. And they are like the most revered people in the school. And everyone's like, oh, they're so popular and cool and no one can get near them. Anyway, he's like, great, they're great. Basically, one day it's raining and he gets to go get his umbrella and there's no – his umbrella's been stolen by someone. So he's like, oh, no, that's unfortunate. And then basically these two turn up and it's like 7 o'clock at night and they're like, you're going to have to go. We have a spare umbrella. And they're like, just walk with us. And he's like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I'm walking with the two most popular kids two, in school. Yeah. They're walking and, you know, they're chatting. They're all getting along fine. And it's like actually kind of nice. And I was like, is this a slice of life? Have I read this wrong? Like, is it, like it took up half the first episode. And then they keep walking and the two – popular kids suddenly hear these like bells like you know uh ringing bells like bell mm -hmm. towers and they're like can you hear that noise and he's like no i can't hear anything and they're like no i hear some bells and he's like no i can't hear anything and then he walks in and there's a magic circle that comes up and they're isekai into another place all three of them yep and then when they get there they're like come to and it says the king of this world who's like i'm so sorry for the inconvenience but like we had to summon you like you heard the bells right that means you're a hero <laughs> and he's like oh, i didn't hear the bells like and they're like oh there. no i'm so sorry <laughs> like, so that's the start of this okay that's funny and another funny thing is that the girl the student council president is like beautiful and he's like she's amazing anyway when they get isekai she is so beyond ecstatic to get isekai that She's like, oh my god, are we heroes? Like, just like, wow. like, and she's like, she's like, do I have magic? Like, she's like, it's full. Like, she's like, fully kind of going like crazy, like Yandere over Isekai. And he's like, oh, my impression of you was so wrong. Like, oh. Um, but also interesting is that the student council president has the, probably the most sane reaction I've ever seen to an Isekai, where he's like, hang on, I have a family and a life. Yeah, yeah. and he's like. Can I go back? Like what? And they're like, no, sorry, there's no this way to send it. you back. <laughs> and he's like, you just ruined my life. Like, yeah, he, and yeah. he's actually having yeah. like quite a. And he's like, and you just. He's like, I know I have. Anyway, basically, they're like, fuck it. He's like, well, now I have nothing else to do. I guess I'm. They're like, we summoned you because you're heroes. You're gonna take down the demon, the lord. demon lord. Absolutely, there it is. Of course, it has to be right yep, in a neighboring. Give him a name. I think this guy does have a name, but I just heard Demon. Honestly, I just heard Demon Lord. Now it's just like white noise Demon Lord. Yeah, yeah. The whole idea is that they kind of get this person's like, now we'll see your affinity to magic. And like, with the main guy, they're like, we may as well just like check yours in case. The first girl has like lightning magic and he's like a classic edge lord thing. And she's like, I have lightning magic. Like it's so good. <laughs> the other guy has light magic, you know, and they're like, wow, so rare. Yada yada. And then um 
they're just like, he's like, I appreciate them treating me like you guys. They know they're kind of like, we're so sorry we pulled you from your life and you can never return and you are <laughs> not a hero. But he touches the magic bulb to see if he has an affinity and it turns this like beautiful emerald green. And he's like, wow. And they're like, wow, it's beautiful. But then it goes to the the lady who's checking her power and she's like pale and sweating and is like, oh, no. And he's like, what? What's wrong? And then she like grabs him and she's like, we have to go see the king right now. And she like drags him. And the king, she's like the bulb turned green and he's like, oh, no. Like he's like, we, oh, no, like we have to hide him. We need to hide him. Like we can't have him here. And this whole thing is like, what do you mean? And then we hear this like, meanwhile, there's like these, this kind of silhouette of this character like walking and they're like before she finds out and <laughs> then the door bursts open and there's this character is like in a like medical coat, it's like giant woman who's just like the head of the safety or the rescue team as they're called and her name is Rose and she walks in and she's like, I hear the heroes have been summoned and they're like, and she's like, what were their affinities? And then they're trying to lie. They're trying to cover up and they're like, oh yeah, just the two, like this one has nothing, nothing's wrong with him. Like, don't worry about it. And they're like, of all time, you kind of get the vibe that she can't know about the green magic. (laughs) And then as she's walking away, he's like, but why did I have green magic? Like, is anyone going to explain that to me? And she like turns around and they're like, oh my God. And then she's like, you've got green magic. And it turns out that's healing magic, right? And Rose, who is my favorite character of this season, is this like hectic. She's head of the safety squad. Everyone's terrified of her. She's the strongest, scariest, but she's the head of like the rescue team. And she's like, you're coming with me. I'm going to train you. And they're like, no, we're trying to protect you from like what is going to be the worst training of your life. She's like brutal. He's not actually a hero. Like anyway. Got the dud. Yeah. So he gets taken (laughs) and then like it starts his journey as learning healing magic. And what I love about this is like he gets to the place where he's learning and there's like the most intense dudes and like it reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist like Olivia oh, and yeah, like yeah. the North Armstrong like Armstrong yeah, yeah. all that stuff it's like full on um, so the reason her training is so brutal is because you can instantly heal yourself right uh, so it's like you will run until you fall over and then you can heal yourself and then keep going so you get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and the reason for doing so is like the wrong way to use healing magic, I guess, is the title. And it's like so you can be so fast and so strong that when heroes are dying on the field, you are on the front lines and you can sprint and like fight enough to get them to heal them. So it's like you have to be like crazy strong to do so. That's and, fun. And like only a couple of people in this planet, on this world, planet, on this Universe, in this whatever. in this world, wherever they are, have got an affinity to healing magic. And not all of them pass her training. So, like, they kind of are just, like, doctors around. But he is stubborn enough and so annoyed by her that he, like, passes her training. <laughs> and so he's now her right-hand man. And, like, it's it's a really like, – I'm up, I'm up to date with this show and it's really funny. It took me – kind of I enjoy, like, the idea of a support class and, like, the logistics around it being that they have to be fast and have to be on the front lines and it's, like, super brave, which is, I feel like, how doctors are – in war like you know like and I think that it's it's cool to kind of see a different like non-nurturing side but also being nurturing and being strong and powerful and like I I think it's really cool I so far it could fall into like harem tropes but not really at the moment like the relationship between the main character and Rose his mentor is very much mentor-like and I enjoy his character growth as protagonist I think it's funny uh, and I think it's kind of good so this one I would recommend watching I'm still up to date with it it made me laugh it's got real Rising of Shield hero vibes from the sounds of it. Less Ho- problematic. Than hopefully that. without all the harem. Way less problematic than yeah. that. No harem, no, no slavery, no nothing. Oh, great. Yeah. No, no, no. We <laughs> good. We good. 
Rise and shield her over good? Who'd have thought? We actually received an email, and I mentioned this on our food. From the viewer? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> from from one of y'all. And uh, we really appreciate that because, uh, yeah, it was mentioning this show for oh, us yeah, to watch. Cool. I mentioned it in the food anime episode, but respect to you for sending it in. We love all of you sending in things. If we miss things or you've got shows you think we should watch, please hit us up, whether it's via email at hello at gatewaytoanime.com, through our Instagram DMs or on YouTube comments, whatever. Hit us up. We love to hear it because... I mean, you were going to watch every show of all season anyway, but like I was never planning to watch anything like this. Also, Delicious in Dungeon, which I talked about extensively in our food anime episode, which just recently came out, which I'm watching right now and loving. Yeah, it's really good. And it was a great bit of advice from this viewer. So thank you for that email. Really appreciate it. Really, really cool. Delicious in Dungeon on Netflix. I've talked about it in the food episode. I probably don't need to go into it again, but check out Delicious in Dungeon. It's like a real twist on D&D sort of dungeon diving mechanics, except they decide to survive through the dungeon without any money by eating all the monsters. And it turns into a cooking show and a dungeon diving D&D type show, fantasy show, saving the main character's sister from a dragon. And they meet this dwarf who's just like, by the way, I've spent 10 years in this dungeon doing nothing but studying how to cook and eat monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they cook monsters all the time. It's fantastic. So, yeah, I just wanted to jump on the back of that email because, yes, obviously the wrong way to use healing magic and Delicious in Dungeon. Excellent shows. And if you want to hear more about Delicious in Dungeon, we do talk about it on our food anime podcast episode. It's one of the main ones we feature, so check that out. Yeah, check it out there. But, yeah, great. What else are you watching? Should we just get this one out the way? Solo leveling. Solo leveling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about solo leveling. So, solo leveling. They're killing it. A1's yeah. killing it. What do you guys think? We all I know think what it's about I think it's fantastic. What it's about? I mean, give it a brief one for those of you who don't know. I mean, if you've been hiding under a rock, portals appear. You have to go into this. What they call when they're awakened? Yeah, hunters, hunters, hunters. hunters. People's power emerges. They get levels. Blah 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 blah. They have to go into the dungeons, kill the sort of head beast or whatever it is to close it after a certain amount of time or monsters spill out into the world. If the dungeon breaks, if they don't dungeon stop break, it yeah, a certain yeah. amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you follow Sunjin Wu. Is that his name? Hmm. Sunjin Wu, who is famously like the weakest hunter. Uh, I think he's rank E. He is. He's and like the lowest. Constantly getting stabbed. <laughs> by goblins. By goblins. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> who goes into a double dungeon situation, which is a you know, they've conquered the main dungeon, but then something else appears and then horrific things happen and he gets the ability to level up. The big thing about solo leveling is that how the world works is that when you awaken as a hunter, what level you awaken at is it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Either you wake up as an S class, you're the top of the top, or you awaken as an E class. And you can't change that. There are very rare occasions of a second awakening, but the big hack that Son Sun Jun Wu manages to get is that he can actually keep doing it. And it's like a full gamification. It's yeah. full, like, almost Isekai vibes. But, like, yeah. I mean, it's a weird it's, it's Isekai vibes of this show, obviously. But it's not an Isekai. It's reverse per Isekai. Se. It's reverse Isekai meets Isekai. It's blending all sorts of barriers there because he literally has screens pop up which give him, like, XP and it's, he can choose things and he yeah. can, like, yeah, grab items and no one else can see those things. Yeah. And he's basically hacked the whole system because he can actually climb yeah but he, he's and also he's like he gets things like he has to do um like a challenge a day and, and stuff, if he fails yeah. it then he gets punished in a way and that i love that that was so great when yeah. he gets sent it's like and the challenge is like survive and it's just like yeah. run away from this giant, <laughs> giant worm in a, in a yeah. desert yeah if he doesn't do run <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, so good. It's really good. Look, solo leveling, obviously, as we mentioned before in in our early episode, it is probably a part alongside Freerun, like the hit of the season. It's the most anticipated anime of this season. At the moment, a lot of question marks about how would the adaptation be. A lot of people were doubting whether A1 could pull it off. There's only been three or four episodes, four episodes, I believe, at the time of recording, and it looks really good. Really good. Voice acting is brilliant. Yep. Soundtrack's great. Yeah, it's I'm, great. I'm a big fan. I think I think they're killing it. Uh, yeah, I think Solo Leveling is doing everything we wanted it to do and more. It's the second show this season that features a blue-haired protagonist fighting a giant snake monster and the uh, wrong way to use healing magic also did that in the latest episodes. So I was like, that's so interesting, two in a week. But, yeah, um, yeah. That's a new thing. But Solo Something Leveling. Like Armageddon and Deep Impact came out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I do think that the first episode I was like, uh, weirdly paced, didn't think yeah, it was good. Bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Also, should have been a terrible dark. time to leave us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, the uh, but the end of the second episode really did oh. did make me very yeah. excited and I'm keen to keep watching it. I'm interested to see how the rest of it goes, though. Like, as someone who has read the source yeah. material, Both of you have, yeah. I'm kind of like, we'll see. But I, I, at the moment, I think it's a really good adaptation and I'm glad that it's getting the hype that I think it could deserve and it's a good mm. adaptation. So excited to see where this one goes. And, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of hype and it's a lot of all those it's kind of – Pure hype. Yeah. Like, the oh. story really fizzles out. Pretty quickly, actually. Pretty quickly, and you're just right. like, yeah. But it's prop. It, the hype pulls it. Like, yeah. At the it, moment, it's, it well. it's dope. Yeah. Oh, I'll be dope for ages. Yeah, okay. It just will. But the end, we won't go into that. That's that's a you attack on Titan four years ago. So <laughs> um, it's going to be fun. Enjoy. Buckle in. Right on. Right on. So sure, I mentioned briefly last time, which I have, I'm now fully up to date with at the time of this recording, is a show called Metallic Rouge, which yeah. is yeah. an anime original. By Studio Bones, and of course, Studio Bones, massive pedigree for Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, My Hero Academia, Soul Leader, Space Dandy, Mob Psycho 100, Skate the Infinity, arguably the best the of pinnacle. them all. Um, <laughs> the pinnacle of shows. I'm joking. For Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, obviously. But obviously, no, no skateboards in that. Who am I, who am I, <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I was hanging 10 and full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously. Really, really cool show. Have you have you both been watching it? Yeah, I'm only two episodes in. Yeah, I've watched, yeah, yeah. I watched a few episodes. Yeah, real, real stylistic. Yeah, very stylistic. Incredible animation. Yeah, really good animation. Really oh interesting my God. world build. The first episode I have to say was, I went, all right. I don't know if I care about anyone yet. Though. I was confused, and in the I was first confused, episode. but I went, it looks great, and it's gonna be good. I was like, I have high hopes for it, but I don't think the first episode quite nailed it no. from a narrative perspective. Agreed. But I do think this is one that we might have to watch in its entirety to really understand it. Yeah. I hope it can stick a landing because by all Ooh. accounts, it should be like number one for me this season. It's killer. Do you know what I mean? The way it looks, the design, the fucking like everything about it, sci-fi, yeah. cyberpunk, anime original, mecha, in a way, mecha like, like, and it looks fantastic, great soundtrack, everything ticked, it ticked, but I just went, I'm not sure I'm sold on the storyline. Well, I just did. The first episode is insanely confusing. And so for those of you who've only watched the first episode and been like, eh, I would say keep push through, at least at this point, at the heart, you know, three or four episodes in, it looks great. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. The story's starting to make more sense. I'm very worried that it'll do what a lot of anime originals do and just fall apart. Yeah. That uh, happens all the time. But for those of you who don't know, in a world where humans and artificial beings called Neens coexist, uh, this, this is on Mars, between Mars and Earth, but this is on Mars. Rouge serves as an assistant to a popular singer called Sarah Fitzgerald. So Neens need this substance called nectar to survive. It's kind of like they inject themselves with a, a thing called nectar. Whatever that is, I'm not sure yet. WD-40. <laughs> WD-40. So Rouge is secretly a Neen. 
And she's investigating whether Sarah is one herself. Or more accurately, is Sarah one of the so-called Immortal Nine, who are Neen hostile to the government and able to usurp Asimov's rule, which all Neens are apparently beholden to, which is that, of course, they must never hurt a human. So Rouge and the Immortal Nine have the ability to turn into mecha-type warriors. It's sort of it's small mecha. Mm. It's not like massive, big, you know, Gurren Lagan vibes. But they send a small kind of like human, human-sized mecha and they're insanely powerful. So Rouge and her technical support, Naomi Orthman, are basically hunting down the Immortal Nine to prevent them from causing untold damage. So in the opening episode, a whole truckload of nectar is stolen by someone who turns out, it's not a spoiler, it happens very fast, to be one of the Immortal Nine. And basically, yeah, the world build is is complicated and a little bit mm. like clumsily explained, especially in the first episode. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm holding out high hopes and I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it a lot. So Metallic Rouge, I'm just sticking to it till the end and I'll loop back around at the end. But check it out if you haven't. It's looks exquisite. Mm. Another one that is on my list I've kept watching is A Sign of Affection, which I talked about is a anime adaptation of a shujosai about a deaf woman who is a college student who meets a fellow college student and they have a romance and it's it's just very nice it's a really nice anime it pulls at the heartstrings it's very romantic it's very beautifully done and it is it is definitely ticking my like shoujo romance for this season so far main character is really hot so good job on animation <laughs> on that he's got silver hair he's kind of like gojo from wish.com is sort of the vibe Maybe, but <laughs> hey, he seems really nice. Hey, if it works, uh, hey, exactly. Um, but I think that it's uh, it's it's good, and I'm I'm going to keep watching it. So that one has got a tick from me, and it's one that I brought up in the episode where we hyped up. So yeah, that's good. Another surprise: Cherry Magic. Thirty years of virginity can make you a wizard. Okay, is an that. anime that <laughs> <laughs> like you think you're a wizard, dude, <laughs> dude. My favorite thing was seeing on Crunchyroll the amount of comments being like, "Hmm, I haven't got magical powers." We're <laughs> 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 like, "Where's well, thanks, my, my burrito? Where's <laughs> <laughs> my burrito?" Um, but this show, I like read it and was just like, "Oh no!" You know, I was like, "I better click this and just hope I don't," you know end up arrested on site. Like, I don't know. But it was a shockingly wholesome show. I did not see it coming. Oh. Basically, it's about a 30-year-old businessman who is a virgin and he develops a wizard power when he is 30 years old and a virgin, which is just that if he touches people, he can hear their thoughts. And so for him, it's like something that he Wasn't hates. Is a Mel Gibson just- movie? Oh, what yes, women what want. Women want. Oh, but yeah, it's everyone. Yeah. But this is actually yeah. an LGBTQI <laughs> anime. Oh, really? Yes, it is. Okay. So cool. basically what happens is that like he, and this character is, what is interesting, he's unaware of his own sexuality because he's so inexperienced. He's mm. actually like, I don't really know about that stuff. Like I've just never barely been confident in that kind of aspect of my life. So he's very nice and he just like goes to work and he's like, it's, the thing about this power is like, it doesn't really help me at all because I'm too scared to, like if, like, if I was the kind of person that was comfortable touching people, I probably would not I'd be, be touching them all the time. a virgin. <laughs> no, literally he's like, I probably wouldn't have issues that I do have, which I yeah, think is interesting. Sure. That's interesting. Um, but he, you know, just, he's more like, it's just annoying on the train where everyone's like, you can suddenly hear people just like, uh, but um, he gets to work and he's like, he sees this really attractive man in his office who's like very, um, all the girls love and he always hears the girl's thoughts being like, oh, he's so beautiful. And he's like, God, if only I looked like that or had his life, like my life might be more interesting. Like he's so confident and nice. Um, I'd love to just know what he's thinking just once. And then they're in the elevator and he is like, let's just see what he's thinking. And he like touches him and turns out that that guy is like, oh my God, he's looking like he's got a huge crush on him, the protagonist. 
and doesn't know how to go about it. So he's like, oh, my God, now I know this. Like, how do I navigate this? Mm. Because he's like, I haven't ever considered anything romantically. So, like, interesting. He's not even so being upset that he's, like, it's not even, the character's not even that shocked to have to deal with any, it's like any romance, regardless if it's straight, queer, yeah. any of that. It's like he's navigating. And, like, what I like about it is that all of the sleaziness from the character he's touching is, like, Thoughts that he's like, no, behave yourself. Like, it's so disrespectful. Like, he's like, really, like, nice. Like, wow, you just think it's very things. Wholesome. It's so wholesome. Anyway, really wholesome and just not at all what I was expecting. Yep. Anyways, that's really, and as a, I realized it has a live ad, live action adaptation. I got to work on those titles, man. I kind of loved off, it. I was like, like, I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that there is, he is a. asexual, the lead character? Or I know, it- I think he's just um shy and not like maybe like borderline, but I think it turns into a romance. So no. Interesting. But I think he maybe just uh, has a hard time navigating romantic situations and isn't super confident. So he's not asexual, no, because right. it turns into a romance. But okay. it's like he's he's just so kind of not, that's not his ballpark. That's really interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that covers anyway, some really interesting social anthropological ground. Yeah, shocking. I know from wow. Cherry Wizard, Cherry Magic. <laughs> I was like, anyway, Finding Out is actually a famous like IP that's been adapted many times. Yeah, right. Makes sense. So before um, you do your big list, Graham, how is Blue Exorcist going? Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's good being back in that Blue Exorcist world. Um, I would say if you haven't co- haven't watched or watched the first two seasons in a while, watch them because I was completely lost. Yep. I had to do a bit of emergency <laughs> reverse. To Five some- seasons of Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, much easier, much easier. Um, but, yeah, a lot of fun. I really do love that world. Um, I, I think Rin is a really interesting character. Just, you know, did father is – the devil, but he just like his one real desire is just to have some friends and be like mm. a normal kid at school. But he has he you know has to kind of hide the fact that he's a demon. Yeah, um, yeah. This sort of the it's called the Illuminati arc. So he's pretty much finding out that the True Cross Academy, True Cross Academy, which he's at, obviously has like a, a secret governing body with their own sort of motivations in the world and some of them are demons surprise surprise so right. like the principal who's always in there yeah, yeah yeah so they've got some nefarious plots that are evil and he's sort of like figuring out who yeah, these cool. people are and stuff but it's just a great world just to sit in and enjoy and you know it's like a warm bath for these characters again so you're enjoying it's it's the handling of the adaptation well yeah it's fantastic it looks amazing so obviously it's 2024 yeah. animation um even though the other one was 2015 i think mm. um but no it's still a lot of fun it's just i just enjoy this world yeah and it's you know it's ticking a lot of boxes right on. so yeah right enjoyed on. it charlie what, what what have been some of the misses of this season that you have unceremoniously dropped hang on these are ones i haven't dropped sorry i haven't talked about i'll just go rapid fire though because i like, honestly we don't have enough time but like ones that i'm like they're good mr villain's day off is cute yeah. Um, it's a fun one. We talked about it in the hype yeah. up. It's basically yeah. a it is cute. demon who is a, likes to, you it's know. It's like a Power Rangers villain who has his days off yeah. and goes to the zoo. But like befriends a Power Ranger yeah, at the yeah. same time yeah. and stuff. And it's like very like um, Way of the House Husband, very cute. It's probably okay. not going to, I'm not really not going to watch the whole thing to be honest. I don't know if it's going to last longevity the of the whole thing, but it's cute. The manga's just like really cute and easily to just enjoy. Um, Just read the manga. Fluffy Paradise, Sam, you might like this one. Basically, it's a protagonist who <laughs> is a reincarnation. She is like 29 
and she's tired and she just dies from overwork. Literally the whole thing is that she just walked oh in a room God. and just dies. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm relatable. dead. And they're like, she died from overwork. They don't explain how. You don't and have then, to. It happens. But like, <laughs> so this is, a weird, a this is the weirdest thing though. So like she then gets sent to, she's dead, and she meets like a god who's like, hi, like you can have any power that you want bestowed upon you in your next life if you do me one favour. And without thinking she's just like, I want to pat fluffy things. She's like, I just want to like pat my parents' cat. I never got a chance to. I was always so busy. Like, I just want animals and I want to pat them. And this God's like, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, no show. worries. <laughs> but, Ever conceived. But, kingdom. But he's here. like, the kingdom. <laughs> but the thing about this episode, I had to like rewatch a couple of times. Did I get this plot wrong? Um, the God is like, I have dropped this show, but the God oh. was like, so basically I needed to keep an eye on your next life, which is a new world. Your next life, uh, just like let me know how bad the humans really are so I can wipe them all out. But it's like, <laughs> what? Anyway, so basically she then gets reincarnated as a baby in this like noble rich place in some fantasy land and her power is that all animals are drawn to her and love her. So she like befriends all of them. She has a pet tiger. Like they're all like they love like she and she's is um, most of this plot line, the character is obviously like 29 in her head but Hasn't reincarnated. Honestly, they just went copy and paste spy family. They're like little um, pink-haired girl with a giant fluffy dog that she rides around. Oh, like it's okay. literally just like copy paste. Like they're just like, well, you know, it works. Like cute girl with a giant dog, and it's very wholesome. But I was like, this is very wholesome anime. But like, is she truly gonna be like, all right, now kill all the humans? I was like, what is this wild like genocide storyline happening <laughs> in the back of Fluffy Paradise? Do I think they can handle such nuance? Maybe, but I'm not gonna Maybe. stick around. No, definitely That's- not. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I so went, that's giving it too much credit. I'd be like, but honestly, maybe I'm wrong and I've actually just misinterpreted it. Maybe you missed the greatest piece of media Potentially. Ever but I went, look, I can see why people like this show. It's very cute. Uh, I just went, all right, the shtick's done for me after two episodes and I dropped it. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. The shtick didn't, didn't last. Didn't last. Another one that was interesting that I, uh, Dr. Elise and the Royal Lady with the Lamp, which is an isekai within an isekai, isekai-ception. We talked about this last time. It's like she was a villainess and then she died and became a doctor in the real world and then she died again and went back to her original villainess self with her medical knowledge and now she's like focusing on saving lives in her original life. A couple of first episodes not so well paced but it's actually really good source material. Like I've read the memoir. It's a memoir adaptation, same with solo levelling. So I recommend that. Like if you, I think it could be worth looking at. You're still watching Apothecary Diaries obviously. Absolutely. Sengoku Yoku. This is a shonen. That is um like a it looks like a classic beautiful animated show and I haven't actually watched past the first episode but I will and I'm excited to watch it all because it was interesting world it kind of reminded me a little bit and this is gonna be people are gonna get so mad at me because I know that it's based off quite a famous famous manga but it reminded me a little bit of Demon Slayer in some ways uh-huh. and the way that the magic system kind of worked and like that kind of traditional setting maybe a little bit so it was good all right now now to the shit now to the absolute trash yeah, right. here's the trash. Honestly, I've only got one to talk about, and I'm just going to say. The Chain Soldier? Yes. Yeah. I had to watch Chain Soldier. I had to do it. I had to. I couldn't do it. I if I ever get arrested for it, I had to do it for you guys, all right? <laughs> okay. I'll read you the synopsis. You guys need to know we didn't cover this in our last one because we didn't think any of us would be dumb enough to actually watch it, but here I am. Yeah. After his high school graduation, Yuki Wakara realized it's been five years since his sister's appearance during a Mato disaster. Throughout Japan, mysterious entrances have opened to a mansion called Mato. So really, this is like 
Solar level. Solar level, yeah. Anyway, a demonic metropolis filled with disastrous monsters known as Shuki that threatened the safety of humans. However, a new hope arose as the discovery of Mato fruit that grants supernatural abilities exclusively to women allowed them to fight against the Shuki. Due to this, a new matriarchal government was formed, establishing a female organization called the Anti-Demon Corpse, which caused men to fall to the bottom of the society. Bottom of society. Look, honestly, I'm yeah, on board yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah, up to this point. Yeah, yeah up to this um, point, it's fine. Yes, it's just a presentation of it as an issue. When Yuki suddenly finds himself in Mato, he is unable to escape on his own. But just as he anticipates a gruesome end by the Shuki, a girl in military outfit appears and protects him. As the chief of the seventh unit of the anti-demon corpse, Kyoko Uzen is an ambitious yet devalued by her own peers due to her power being deemed unusual. Now in a life or death situation, Kyoko takes the opportunity to find out the true potential of her superpower by using Yuki. In order to defeat the Shuki, he has to become her slave. So oh, there it is. There basically, it is, yeah, like right. the idea is that she can is this enslave. the one with the chains yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay, I've seen some movies. Um, okay, I know she mean. can <laughs> yeah. use her power to chain and then use them as a slave. So she often uses the Shuki themselves to ride around. That kind of thing. It's like not. Um, they're like such a useless power. I'm like, not really. Like she can ride a giant Free monster around. Like, it's good. But um, for <laughs> some reason, <laughs> when she uses him, he becomes all powerful and blah, blah, Look, the actual premise, I'm like, could have been good. It's the same mangaka source material it did Agami Kakil, uh, Akami Kakil, yep. which is maybe my least favorite show ever. I've ranted about in this podcast several times. Really don't like it. It's edgy, not great. Edgy kind of stuff is not my vibe. Chain Soldier is that, you know, the um there's a payoff. Like she obviously, you know, I'm, I'm like, I could have gone on board with this, like, it's fine, you know, the Dom sub stuff, like SNM, like cool if it's done well. But the payoff of this is that like <laughs> after she's used him, the power is that then she has to reward him with something against her body will. Oh. That's the same equivalent Come of on. what he's performed. So in the first episode, it's like a makeout session, but she's like trying to resist it, but her body is forcing yeah. her to do it. What the and fuck? apparently as it goes along, which I'm not surprised about, it's the um, rewards get more and more gratuitous with different uh. women. It turns out that he can be the slave to all of the women in this military corp thing oh. and it gets more and more Jesus gratuitous Christ. as it goes along so i was like we could have like honestly when i was saying i was like maybe this is interesting yeah up until that point you were like oh yeah, that up sounds until like it got cool. horrific yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you see the character design and you go you know what you're in for basically yeah, yeah. Uh, i watched this story and also what annoyed me about it was it's like terribly animated just badly paced and felt very dated even for something that's like edgy edgy i was just like this feels so dated oh, okay. so no don't watch that one no. yeah way ahead of you yeah, that was my main yikes. There's a couple of other ones I just went, it's kind of boring. There's like the Unwanted Undead Hero, which is a bit boring. Stuff that I was kind of watching that just felt a bit run of the mill. I won't get into it. Honestly, watch the video because obviously we have hours. Well, that is our 2024 winter season check-in. A little bit less shit than we gave it credit for. I'll tell you what, uh, in, our, in our hype up, there's actually a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah actually a lot of yeah. good stuff. A lot of garbage, but a lot of good stuff. There hasn't, like, Free still going, obviously. Apocatario Diary is still going. Some of the big hitters from last season. But Solo Leveling is the big yeah. hitter of, like, the new thing. You know, as far as, like, you know, sort of taking that space of Jujutsu Kaisen has been filling up until recently, you know. It's probably not quite at the same level as Jujutsu Kaisen in, respond, in regards to, like, hype. But that being said, one of the biggest, if not the biggest ever debut on Crunchyroll. Oh, Solo really? Leveling Episode 1. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Interesting. Huge. So that's, you know, that and Free two big hitters. A lot of really interesting stuff in there. Again, I think seventh, seventh loop. I think seventh loop is the best show of the season. There you I think go. it's better than Solo Leveling. Like actually, well, there I you think go. it's fucking awesome. There you go. 
Metallic Rouge has potential to get even better. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. I'm looking forward to finally reaching the season that's airing of Kingdom this season. <laughs> oh, yes. But uh, Kingdom is dope. Anyway. And Chain Soldier. <laughs> Chain Soldier. <laughs> Let us never speak of it again. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for our Winter 2024 check-in. If you like what we're doing, you can find us on our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, which hopefully you're watching us on. Otherwise, if you're a podcast listener, please Go and leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Makes a massive difference. If you really like what we're doing, you can find us on Patreon where you will get a fresh episode every Friday, exclusive only to Patreon, as well as behind-the-scenes footage and early releases of these podcast episodes. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Charlie, Graham, thank you. We'll be back later on with our final thoughts of winter 2024 when that happens. Until then, stay tuned for more podcast episodes. Catch you next time.